0: This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For further information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Paradise Lost by John Milton, Book 7, Part 2. To whom thus Adam gratefully replied what thanks sufficient or what recompense equal have i to render thee divine historian who thus largely hast allayed the thirst i had of knowledge and vouchsafed this friendly condescension to relate things else by me unsearchable now heard with wonder but delight and as is due with glory attributed to the high creator something yet of doubt remains which only thy solution can resolve when i behold this goodly frame this world of heaven and earth consisting and compute their magnitudes this earth a spot a grain an atom with the firmament compared and all her numbered stars that seem to roll spaces incomprehensible for such their distance argues and their swift return diurnal merely to officiate light round this capacious earth this punctual spot one day and night in all their vast survey useless besides reasoning i oft admire how nature wise and frugal could commit such disproportions with superfluous hand so many nobler bodies to create greater so manifold to this one use for aught appears and on their orbs impose such restless revolution day by day repeated while the sedentary earth that better might with far less compass move served by more noble than herself attains her end without least motion and receives as tribute such a sumless journey brought of incorporeal speed her warmth and light speed to describe whose swiftness number fails so spake our sire and by his countenance seemed entering on studious thoughts abstruse which eve perceiving where she sat retired in sight with lowliness majestic from her seat and grace that one who saw to wish her stay rose and went forth among her fruits and flowers to visit how they prospered bud and bloom her nursery they at her coming sprung and touched by her fair tendance gladly grew. yet went she not as not with such discourse delighted or not capable her ear of what was high such pleasure she reserved adam relating she sole auditress her husband the relater she preferred before the angel and of him to ask chose rather he she knew would intermix grateful digressions and solve high dispute with conjugal caresses from his lip not words alone pleased her oh when meet now such pairs in love and mutual honour joined With goddess-like demeanour forth she went, not unattended, for on her as queen a pomp of winning graces waited still, and from about her shot darts of desire into all eyes to wish her still in sight. And Raphael now to Adam's doubt proposed, Benevolent and facile, thus replied, To ask or search I blame thee not, for heaven is as the book of God before thee set, wherein to read his wondrous works and learn his seasons hours or days or months or years this to attain whether heaven move or earth imports not if thou reckon right the rest from man or angel the great architect did wisely to conceal and not divulge his secrets to be scanned by them who ought rather admire or if they list to try conjecture he his fabric of the heavens hath left to their disputes perhaps to move his laughter at their quaint opinions wide hereafter when they come to model heaven and calculate the stars how they will wield the mighty frame how build unbuild contrive to save appearances how gird the sphere with centric and eccentric scribbled o'er, cycle and epicycle, orb in orb, already by thy reasoning this I guess, who art to lead thy offspring, and supposest that bodies bright and greater should not serve, the less not bright, nor heaven such journeys run, earth sitting still, when she alone receives the benefit. Consider first, that great or bright infers not excellence, the earth, though in comparison of heaven so small, nor glistering, may of solid good contain more plenty than the sun that barren shines, whose virtue on itself works no effect, but in the fruitful earth. There first received his beams, unactive else their vigour find, yet not to earth are those bright luminaries officious, but to thee, earth's habitant, and for the heaven's wide circuit let it speak the maker's high magnificence who built so spacious and his lines stretched out so far that man may know he dwells not in his own an edifice too large for him to fill lodged in a small partition and the rest ordained for uses to his lord best known the swiftness of those circles attribute though numberless, to his omnipotence, that two corporeal substances could add speed almost spiritual. Me thou think'st not slow, who since the morning hour set out from heaven where God resides, and ere midday arrived in Eden, distance inexpressible by numbers that have name, but this I urge, admitting motion in the heavens to show, invalid that which thee to doubt it moved.' not that i so affirm though so it seem to thee who hast thy dwelling here on earth god to remove his ways from human sense placed heaven from earth so far that earthly sight if it presume might err in things too high and no advantage gain what if the sun be centred to the world and other stars by his attractive virtue and their own incited dance about him various rounds their wandering course now high now low then hid progressive retrograde or standing still in sixth thou seest and what if seventh to these the planet earth so steadfast though she seem insensibly three different motions move which else to several spheres thou must ascribe moved contrary with thwart obliquities or save the sun his labour and that swift nocturnal and diurnal rom supposed INVISIBLE ELSE ABOVE ALL STARS, THE WHEEL OF DAY AND NIGHT, WHICH NEEDS NOT THY BELIEF, IF EARTH INDUSTRIOUS OF HERSELF FETCH DAY, TRAVELLING EAST, AND WITH HER PART AVERSE, FROM THE SUN'S BEAM MEET NIGHT, HER OTHER PART, STILL LUMINOUS BY HIS RAY, WHAT IF THAT LIGHT, SENT FROM HER THROUGH THE WIDE TRANSPICUOUS AIR, TO THE TERRESTRIAL MOON, BE AS A STAR, ENLIGHTENING HER BY DAY, AS SHE BY NIGHT, THIS EARTH, Reciprocal, if land be there, Fields and inhabitants, her spots thou seest, As clouds, and clouds may rain, And rain produce fruits in her softened soil For some to eat, allotted there, And other suns, perhaps, with their attendant moons Thou wilt descry, communicating male and female light, Which two great sexes animate the world, Stored in each orb, perhaps, with some that live, For such vast room in nature unpossessed, by living soul, desert and desolate, only to shine, yet scarce to contribute, each orb a glimpse of light, conveyed so far, down to this habitable, which returns light back to them, is obvious to dispute. But whether thus these things, or whether not, whether the sun, predominant in heaven, rise on earth, or earth rise on the sun, he from the east his flaming road begin or she from west her silent course advance with inoffensive pace that spinning sleeps on her soft axle while she paces e'en and bears thee soft with the smooth air along solicit not thy thoughts with matters hid leave them to god above him serve and fear of other creatures as him pleases best wherever placed let him dispose JOY THOU IN WHAT HE GIVES TO THEE, THIS PARADISE, AND THY FAIR EVE. HEAVEN IS FOR THEE TOO HIGH TO KNOW WHAT PASSES THERE. BE LOWLY, WISE. THINK ONLY WHAT CONCERNS THEE, AND THY BEING. DREAM NOT OF OTHER WORLDS, WHAT CREATURES THERE, LIVE, IN WHAT STATE, CONDITION, OR DEGREE. CONTENTED THAT THUS FAR HATH BEEN REVEALED, NOT OF EARTH ONLY, BUT OF HIGHEST HEAVEN. TO WHOM THUS ADAM, CLEARED OF DOUBT, REPLIED, NOW FULLY HAST THOU SATISFIED ME, PURE INTELLIGENCE OF HEAVEN, ANGEL SERENE, AND FREED FROM intricacies, TAUGHT TO LIVE THE EASIEST WAY, NOR WITH PERPLEXING THOUGHTS TO INTERRUPT THE SWEET OF LIFE, FROM WHICH GOD HATH BID DWELL FAR OFF ALL ANXIOUS CARES, AND NOT MOLEST US, UNLESS WE OURSELVES SEEK THEM WITH WANDERING THOUGHTS AND NOTIONS VAIN but at the mind or fancy is to rove unchecked and of her roving is no end till warned or by experience taught she learn that not to know at large of things remote from use obscure and subtle but to know that which before us lies in daily life is the prime wisdom what is more is fume or emptiness, or fond impertinence, and renders us in things that most concern unpractised, unprepared, and still to seek. Therefore, from this high pitch, let us descend a lower flight, and speak of things at hand useful, whence haply mention may arise of something not unseasonable to ask by sufferance, and thy wonted favour deigned. Thee I have heard relating what was done. Ere my remembrance, now hear me relate my story, which perhaps thou hast not heard. And day is yet not spent, till then thou seest how subtly to detain thee I devise, inviting thee to hear, while I relate, fond were it not in hope of thy reply, for while I sit with thee I seem in heaven. And sweeter thy discourse is to my ear than fruits of palm-tree, pleasantest to thirst and hunger both from labour at the hour of sweet repast. They satiate and soon fill, though pleasant, but thy words with grace divine imbued bring to their sweetness no satiety. To whom thus Raphael answered heavenly meek, Nor are thy lips ungraceful, sire of men, nor tongue ineloquent, for God on thee abundantly his gifts hath also poured, inward and outward both, his image fair, speaking or mute all comeliness and grace attends thee and each word each motion forms nor less think we in heaven of thee on earth than of our fellow servant and inquire gladly into the ways of god with man for god we see hath honoured thee and set on man his equal love say therefore on for i that day was absent as befell bound on a voyage uncouth and obscure Far on excursion toward the gates of hell, Squared in full legion, such command we had, To see that none thence issued forth a spy, Or enemy, while God was in his work, Lest he incensed at such eruption bold, Destruction with creation might have mixed. Not that they durst without his leave attempt, But us he sends upon his high behests, For state, as sovereign king, and to inure our prompt obedience fast we found fast shut the dismal gates and barricadoed strong but long ere our approaching heard within noise other than the sound of dance or song torment and loud lament and furious rage glad we returned up to the coasts of light ere sabbath evening so we had in charge but thy relation now for i attend pleased with thy words no less than thou with mine so spake the godlike power and thus our sire for man to tell how human life began is hard for who himself beginning knew desire with thee still longer to converse induced me as new waked from soundest sleep soft on the flowery herb i found me laid in balmy sweat which with his beams the sun soon dried and on the reeking moisture fed straight toward heaven my wondering eyes i turned and gazed awhile the ample sky till raised by quick instinctive motion up i sprung as thitherward endeavouring and upright stood on my feet about me round i saw hill dale and shady woods and sunny plains and liquid laps of murmuring streams by these creatures that lived and moved and walked or flew birds on the branches warbling all things smiled with fragrance and with joy my heart o'erflowed myself i then perused and limb by limb surveyed and sometimes went and sometimes ran with supple joints as lively vigour led but who I was, or where, or from what cause, knew not. To speak I tried, and forthwith spake. My tongue obeyed, and readily could name whate'er I saw. Thou sun, said I, fair light, and thou enlightened earth, so fresh and gay, ye hills and dales, ye rivers, woods, and plains, and ye that live and move, fair creatures, tell, tell if ye saw, how came I thus, how here. Not of myself by some great Maker, then, in goodness and in power pre-eminent. Tell me, how may I know him, how adore, from whom I have, that thus I move and live, and feel that I am happier than I know. While thus I called, and strayed, I knew not whither, from where I first drew air, and first beheld this happy light, when answer none returned, on a green shady bank, profuse of flowers, Pensive, I sat me down, there gentle sleep first found me, and with soft oppression seized my drowsed sense, untroubled though I thought, I then was passing to my former state, insensible and forthwith to dissolve. When suddenly stood at my head a dream, whose inward apparition gently moved my fancy to believe I yet had being, and lived, one came, methought, of shape divine, and said thy mansion wants thee adam rise first man of men innumerable ordained first father called by thee i come thy guide to the garden of bliss thy seat prepared so saying by the hand he took me raised and over fields and waters as in air smooth sliding without step last led me up a woody mountain whose high top was plain a circuit wide enclosed with goodliest trees planted with walks and bowers that what i saw of earth before scarce pleasant seemed each tree laden with fairest fruit that hung to the eye tempting stirred in me sudden appetite to pluck and eat, whereat I waked and found, before mine eyes all real as the dream had lively shadowed. Here had new begun my wandering. Had not he who was my guide, up hither from among the trees appeared, Presence divine, rejoicing but with awe, in adoration at his feet I fell, submiss. He reared me, and, whom thou soughtst, I am, said mildly, author of all this thou seest above or round about thee or beneath this paradise i give thee count it thine to till and keep and of the fruit to eat of every tree that in the garden grows eat freely with glad heart fear here no dearth but of the tree whose operation brings knowledge of good and ill which i have set the pledge of thy obedience and thy faith amid the garden by the tree of life remember what i warn thee shun to taste and shun the bitter consequence for no, the day thou eatst thereof my sole command transgressed inevitably thou shalt die from that day mortal and this happy state shalt lose expelled from hence into a world of woe and sorrow sternly he pronounced the rigid interdiction which resounds yet dreadful in mine ear though in my choice not to incur. But soon his clear aspect returned, and gracious purpose thus renewed. Not only these fair bounds, but all the earth, to thee and to thy race I give, as lords possess it, and all things that therein live, or live in sea or air, beast, fish, and fowl, in sign whereof each bird and beast behold after their kinds i bring them to receive from thee their names and pay thee fealty with low subjection understand the same of fish within their watery residence not hither summoned since they cannot change their element to draw the thinner air as thus he spake, each bird and beast behold, approaching two and two, these cowering low with blandishment, each bird stooped on his wing. I named them, as they passed, and understood their nature. With such knowledge God endued my sudden apprehension, but in these I found not what methought I wanted still, and to the heavenly vision thus presumed. O, by what name, for thou above all these, above mankind, or aught than mankind higher, surpassest far my naming! How may I adore thee, author of this universe, and all this good to man, for whose well-being so amply, and with hands so liberal, thou hast provided all things, but with me I see not who partakes?' in solitude what happiness who can enjoy alone or all enjoying what contentment find thus i presumptuous and the vision bright as with a smile more brightened thus replied what call'st thou solitude is not the earth with various living creatures and the air replenished and all these at thy command to come and play before thee Know'st thou not their language and their ways? They also know and reason not contemptibly. With these find pastime and bear rule, thy realm is large. So spake the universal lord, and seemed, so ordering, I with leave of speech implored, and humble deprecation thus replied, Let not my words offend thee, heavenly power, my maker, be propitious while I speak. Hast thou not made me here thy substitute, and these inferior far beneath me set? Among unequals, what society, consort, what harmony, or true delight? Which must be mutual, in proportion due, given and received, but in disparity, the one intense, the other still remiss, cannot well suit with either, but soon prove tedious alike. Of fellowship I speak, such as I seek fit to participate all rational delight wherein the brute cannot be human consort they rejoice each with their kind lion with lioness so fitly them in pairs thou hast combined much less can bird with beast or fish with fowl so well converse nor with the ox the ape worse then can man with beast and least of all WHERE THE ALMIGHTY ANSWERED, NOT DISPLEASED, A NICE AND SUBTLE HAPPINESS I SEE, THOU TO THYSELF PROPOSEST, IN THE CHOICE OF THY ASSOCIATES, ADAM, AND WILT TASTE NO PLEASURE, THOUGH IN PLEASURE SOLITARY. WHAT THINKST THOU THEN OF ME, AND THIS MY STATE, SEEM I TO THEE SUFFICIENTLY POSSESSED, OF HAPPINESS OR NOT, WHO AM ALONE FROM ALL ETERNITY, FOR NONE I KNOW, SECOND TO ME, OR LIKE, EQUAL, MUCH LESS how have i then with whom to hold converse save with the creatures which i made and those to me inferior infinite descents beneath what other creatures are to thee he ceased i lowly answered to attain the height and depth of thy eternal ways all human thoughts come short supreme of things thou in thyself art perfect and in thee is no deficience found not so is man but in degree the cause of his desire by conversation with his like to help or solace his defects. No need that thou shouldst propagate already infinite, and through all numbers absolute though one, but man by number is to manifest his single imperfection, and beget like of his like, his image multiplied in unity defective, which requires collateral love and dearest amity, Thou in thy secrecy, although alone, best with thyself accompanied, seek'st not social communication, yet so pleased canst raise thy creature, to what height thou wilt, of union or communion, deified. I, by conversing, cannot these erect from prone, nor in their ways complacence find. Thus I emboldened spake and freedom used, permissive, and acceptance found, which gained this answer from the gracious voice divine. Thus far to try thee, Adam, I was pleased, and find thee knowing not of beasts alone, which thou hast rightly named, but of thyself, expressing well the spirit within thee free. My image, not imparted to the brute, whose fellowship therefore unmeet for thee, good reason was, thou freely shouldst dislike, and be so minded still. I, ere thou spakest, knew it not good for man to be alone, and no such company as then thou sourced intended thee, for trial only brought, to see how thou couldst judge of fit and meet. What next I bring shall please thee, be assured, thy likeness, thy fit help, thy other self, thy wish, exactly to thy heart's desire. He ended, or I heard no more, for now my earthly, by his heavenly overpowered, which it had long stood under, strained to the height in that celestial colloquy, sublime, as with an object that excels the sense, dazzled and spent, sunk down, and sought repair of sleep, which instantly fell on me, called by nature as in aid, and closed mine eyes. Mine eyes he closed, but open left the cell of fancy my internal sight, by which abstract as in a trance methought I saw, though sleeping, where I lay, and saw the shape still glorious before whom awake I stood, who, stooping, opened my left side, and took from thence a rib, with cordial spirits warm and life-blood streaming fresh wide was the wound but suddenly with flesh filled up and healed the rib he formed and fashioned with his hands under his forming hands a creature grew man-like but different sex so lovely fair that what seemed fair in all the world seemed now mean or in her summed up in her contained and in her looks which from that time infused sweetness into my heart, unfelt before, and into all things, from her air inspired the spirit of love and amorous delight. She disappeared and left me dark. I waked to find her, or for ever to deplore her loss, and other pleasures all abdure. When out of hope, behold her, not far off, Such as I saw her in my dream, Adorned with what all earth or heaven could bestow To make her amiable. On she came, led by her heavenly maker, though unseen, And guided by his voice, Nor uninformed of nuptial sanctity and marriage rites. Grace was in all her steps, Heaven in her eye, in every gesture, dignity and love, I, overjoyed, could not forbear aloud. This turn hath made amends. Thou hast fulfilled thy words, Creator bounteous and benign. Giver of all things fair, but fairest this of all thy gifts, nor enviest. I now see, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, myself, before me, woman is her name, of man extracted. For this cause he shall forego father and mother, and to his wife a dear and they shall be one flesh one heart one soul she heard me thus and though divinely brought yet innocence and virgin modesty her virtue and the conscience of her worth that would be wooed and not unsought be won not obvious not obtrusive but retired the more desirable or to say all nature herself though pure of sinful thought wrought in her so that seeing me she turned. I followed her. She, what was honour, knew, and with obsequious majesty approved my pleaded reason. To the nuptial bower I led her, blushing like the morn. All heaven and happy constellations on that hour shed their selectest influence. The earth gave sign of gratulation, and each hill— joyous the birds, fresh gales and gentle airs whispered it to the woods, and from their wings flung rose, flung odours from the spicy shrub, disporting till the amorous bird of night sung spousal, and bid haste the evening star on his hilltop to light the bridal lamp. Thus I have told thee all my state, and brought my story for the sum of earthly bliss which I enjoy, and must confess to find in all things else delight indeed but such as used or not works in the mind no change nor vehement desire these delicacies i mean of taste sight smell herbs fruits and flowers walks and the melody of birds but here far otherwise transported i behold transported touch here passion first i felt commotion strange in all enjoyments else superior and unmoved here only weak against the charm of beauty's powerful glance or nature failed in me and left some part not proof enough such object to sustain or from my side subducting took perhaps more than enough at least on her bestow too much of ornament in outward show elaborate of inward less exact for well i understand in the prime end of nature her the inferior in the mind and inward faculties which most excel in outward also her resembling less his image who made both and less expressing the character of that dominion given o'er other creatures yet when i approach her loveliness So absolute she seems, and in herself complete, so well to know her own, that what she wills to do or say, seems wisest, virtuousest, discreetest, best. All higher knowledge in her presence falls degraded, wisdom in discourse with her loses discountenanced, and like folly shows. Authority and reason on her weight as one intended first, not after made, occasionally and to consume it all, greatness of mind and nobleness their seat, build in her loveliest, and create an awe about her, as a guard angelic placed, to whom the angel, with contracted brow, accuse not nature, she hath done her part, do thou but thine, and be not diffident of wisdom, she deserts thee not, if thou dismiss not her, when most thou need'st her nigh, by attributing overmuch to things less excellent as thou thyself perceivest. For what admirest thou? What transports thee so? An outside? Fair, no doubt. And worthy well thy cherishing, thy honouring, and thy love, not thy subjection, weigh with her thyself, then value. Oft-times nothing profits more than self-esteem, grounded on just and right, well-managed. Of that skill the more thou know'st, the more she will acknowledge thee her head and two realities yield all her shows made so adorn for thy delight the more so awful that with honour thou mayst love thy mate who sees when thou art seen least wise but if the sense of touch whereby mankind is propagated seem such dear delight beyond all other think the same vouchsafed to cattle and each beast which would not be to them made common and divulged if aught therein enjoyed were worthy to subdue the soul of man or passion in him move what higher in her society thou find'st attractive human rational love still in loving thou dost well in passion not WHEREIN TRUE LOVE CONSISTS NOT, LOVE REFINES, THE THOUGHTS AND HEART ENLARGES, HATH HIS SEAT IN REASON, AND IS JUDICIOUS, IS THE SCALE, BY WHICH TO HEAVENLY LOVE THOU mayst ASCEND, NOT SUNK IN CARNAL PLEASURE, FOR WHICH CAUSE AMONG THE BEASTS, NO MATE FOR THEE WAS FOUND. TO WHOM, THUS HALF-ABASHED, ADAM REPLIED, neither her outside form so fair nor aught in procreation common to all kinds though higher of the genial bed by far and with mysterious reverence i deem so much delights me as those graceful acts those thousand decencies that daily flow from all her words and actions mixed with love and sweet compliance which declare unfeigned union of mind or in us both one's soul harmony to behold in wedded pair more grateful than harmonious sound to the ear yet thee subject not i to thee disclose what inward thence i feel not therefore foiled who meet with various objects from the sense variously representing yet still free approve the best and follow what i approve to love thou blamest me not for love thou sayest leads up to heaven is both the way and guide Bear with me then, if lawful, what I ask. Love not the heavenly spirits, And how their love express they, By looks only, or do they mix Irradiance, virtual, or immediate touch? To whom the angel, with a smile that glowed, Celestial, rosy red, love's proper hue, Answered, Let it suffice thee That thou know'st us happy, And without love no happiness. Whatever pure thou in the body enjoyest and pure thou wert created we enjoy in eminence and obstacle find none of membrane joint or limb exclusive bars easier than air with air if spirits embrace total they mix union of pure with pure desiring nor restrained conveyance need as flesh to mix with flesh or soul with soul but i can now no more THE PARTING SUN BEYOND THE EARTH'S GREEN CAPE AND VERDANT ISLES, HESPERIAN SETS, MY SIGNAL TO DEPART. BE STRONG, LIVE HAPPY, AND LOVE, BUT FIRST OF ALL HIM, WHOM TO LOVE IS TO OBEY, AND KEEP HIS GREAT COMMAND. TAKE HEED, LEST PASSION SWAY, THY JUDGEMENT TO DO aught WHICH ELSE FREE WILL WOULD NOT ADMIT. THINE, AND OF ALL THY SONS, THE WEAL OR WOE IN THEE IS PLACED beware i in thy persevering shall rejoice and all the blest stand fast to stand or fall free in thine own arbitrament it lies perfect within no outward aid require and all temptation to transgress repel so saying he arose whom adam thus followed with benediction since to part go heavenly guest ethereal messenger sent from whose sovereign goodness I adore. Gentle to me, and affable, hath been thy condescension, and shall be honoured ever with grateful memory. Thou to mankind be good and friendly still, and oft returned. So parted they, the angel up to heaven, from the thick shade, and Adam to his bower. End of Book 7